Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you want to meet myself and Ollie Davis of Wrestle Ramble fame? Well, you can do just that by joining us at Wrestling Media Con on September 8th and 9th from the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England. Ollie and I will be doing a live episode of Wrestle Ramble as well as signings and photos, but that's not all. Wrestling Media Con will have shows from Cultaholic, Inside the Ropes, Wrestling with Regret, Don Callis, Botchamania, Art of Wrestling, Sean Waltman, and more. There will also be the first ever wrestling media hall of fame and wrestling shows from impact wrestling where they will be taking on the best the uk has to offer and revolution pro wrestling featuring the legendary jushin thunder liger defending his british j cup crown tickets are on sale now so head over to wrestlingmediacon.com that's wrestlingmediacon.com support wrestle talk give us a subscribe Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! And you are Laurie Blake, and this is the first time we're doing a Russell Ramble where you're not trying to impersonate or steal someone's identity. I know. Bizarre. Nice, we've man. moved on to bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, man. Um, Ollie Davis, unfortunately, is not with us today. He is, I mean, he's on the other side of the glass now, waving at us. He's very busy doing business, business, business things. So, Laurie and I are going to take over the reins to review Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary 16, which is really weird to say because I remember watching the very first Slammiversary way back when. When it wasn't actually an anniversary of anything, it was just slammy, really. <laughs> when it was just like, <laughs> when it was just like, hey, it's our birthday, so we're going to do yeah. a big show. Show, and it was before they Bound for Glory became their big show. So Slammiversary felt like their their big show. Mm. Um, so it's kind of weird here to be you know 16 years later watching uh, Slammiversary, although that was like two years into their run. But either way, fairly redemptive at this point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Impact is a company that hasn't. It's had a rocky couple of years with lots of. It's been changing hands between people. No one's really known where the company is. A lot of people have stopped watching the show. But as of late, in the last couple of years in particular, it has been very, very good. Mm. And the Redemption pay-per-view they put on earlier this year was was very good. And this was a it was an excellent show. It was pretty much like wall-to-wall bangers, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it yeah was, pretty it was, much. It was like almost, there was no dull one in it. Even matches he sort of didn't think would work. I guess like uh, Matt Seidel versus uh, Brian Cage. You're, are you looking at that and you're thinking, well, Brian Cage had a kind of unstoppable run. That might just be, it might just be a squash match, which seems legit. And they managed to make that even that like work in a really kind of. You felt that he might not win it, and then when he did, it, you're like, okay, well, that's all justified. It all felt very like uh, well thought out, 
all the build was good as well. That was actually everything had stakes. Yeah, it felt that, like there yeah. was a point to it. That is really a, a good key to this. Like when we're watching the sort of the promo packages before each of the matches, you're like, they really are making this feel like it's a huge deal. Mm. And, it, and a lot of the times, it really is a huge deal. Yeah. And I remember in the in the build up to this pay per view as well, the the four way match between uh, Taiji Ishimori, mm. Phoenix, and Johnny Nitro, oh, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, <laughs> and what was supposed to be Rich Swan. Everyone was like, that's far and away going to steal the show. Yeah, and then the it was barnstormer. Yeah, everyone was like, this is like it's going to be match of the night. Hands down, it's going to be match of the night. Unfortunately, Rich Swan suffered a concussion in the week on Thursday, so he wasn't able to do the show. So P.T. Williams, Canada's own P.T. Williams, stepped in, an excellent replacement. And in the end, although it was an excellent match, it was by it was by no means stealing the show. No, there was I think so was, much the rest great of it stuff was to so come. Good, yeah, yeah was... right. But this match, this four-way, was still really good. If this was a WWE match, that would have been the match of the night. Yes, on an, on a, on a your bog standard WWE pay per view, that would have been match of the night if that match was just inserted here. But here, it's somehow got lost in the shuffle almost like it's like okay well everything else was really really good and it's funny as well so impact wrestling put up a tweet like on the day of the show trying Mm. to encourage people to buy it saying like have you been let down by recent w uh, by recent wrestling (laughs) pay-per-view events Mm? well check out this cut and i was like oh you throwing a bit of shade there impact wrestling no are the rules not extreme enough for you (laughs) because we've got some matches on tonight's card little Knock your socks off. Yeah, given that. And then nail your socks to the ring and then stamp on them <laughs> and then hit you with a baseball bat for a bit. Yeah, so this was <laughs> this was more extreme rules than extreme rules actually was because you had a, a several a number of matches on this show. Three in particular. You had Tommy Dreamer versus Eddie Edwards and they had a very ECW brawling mm. match. There was a match that was really good, but the crowd were more into the... The, the hardcore spots than the actual story they were telling mm. but this was a hot crowd all night long really really great and I love the presentation they had for this as well so you had that match mm. then you had the LAX versus OGs in a 5150 street fight for the tag team titles should have been LAX and LA Extra oh I like that yeah. very like nice like when you get the extra factor yes. <laughs> or Wrestle Ramble Extra yeah. and you had that and then you had Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon Jr. in a mask versus hair match that was frankly disgusting at times yeah it was grim it yeah. was grim is such a good word to describe it I'd be like to be, I would if I was Sammy Callahan at one point I would have just said you know what you can have me here yeah. <laughs> just leave the skin on my head <laughs> just leave me the skin on my brain pretty much because it was trying to take it off with those spikes but we'll go through the show you um i mean you you've got some more detailed notes than i have on some of the early matches. So i just watched the show rather than taking notes um yeah so well first match let's talk about that let's, let's start with the opener which was pete williams uh phoenix uh taji and shimori as bone soldier and johnny impact returning to the company so both this was a return both for ishimori and for johnny impact who's yes. been out for a while uh both got really big old pops as they came out and it just went off from the start it just went they just went okay match begins and then it just went on like that for 10 i think it was about 10 minutes long what this felt like was a a tna match of old Mm. like tna but back in the day when they used to have these pay-per-views they would open with an x division match or they would Mm. have an x division match on the card that wasn't like for the belt it wasn't for a number one contender it was just here are four lads and they're gonna go out and they're gonna do loads of high spots yeah. Don't give a toss about in-ring psychology. Never mind that, mate. Just go out there and do loads of impressive flips and that. Mm. And that was this match to a T, and it was lovely. Yeah, a lot of my notes just say that guy's nuts. This guy's nuts. So there's a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of feet. This there's is crazy. Lo- just effing nutso. Yeah, <laughs> Phoenix is ridiculous. Just as a rolling cutter <laughs> through the. Ro- but I mean, I think like coming out of it, Phoenix 
looked the strongest in this. I think yeah. the, the stuff that that man can do is insane. Well, yeah, there was a whole bit where they were doing him and uh, Johnny Impact were doing. I find it very difficult to keep up with Johnny's changing <laughs> names. Johnny Impact were doing like sort of uh, the test of strength handhold, but he managed to l- jump up onto the top rope from from basically standing, lipped up on the top rope. Bounced around on the various ropes, dropped down to the second rope, bounced up to the top one, then managed to somehow. Johnny jumped up as well, and they were holding hands across the ropes. And then it's just a hurricanrana, but that just was like. How does anyone. It's lovely, lovely. How are they doing that? You know, those. Those mountain goats that you get that just like hop up and you're like, how are you standing on that ledge like that? That's these guys. Yeah. But with flips also. Phoenix is very much a guy that impacted quite hard you know, really behind at yeah. the moment. He came out later in the night during the uh, Pentagon Junior match as well. And I think they, they're sort of really working to them together as almost a team. I'd yeah. imagine to be able to take on OVE and uh, Sammy Callan. They had a fantastic six-man tag mm. on Impact Wrestling in the lead-up to this pay-per-view. So I think that there's a guy they're very much behind at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And then so- Johnny picks up the win in the in the kind of fallout of this but the, I, I think everyone looked great yeah. in this match Pete Williams continually teasing the Canadian destroyer in front of a Canadian crowd he's yeah. brilliant and then when he finally hits it everyone goes nuts but then he eats the feet of Phoenix with that <laughs> he does a top rope spot and he jumps off and double foots him in the face oh, brutal brutal um, you got to wonder as well that if Rich Swan wasn't injured, or you know, mm. if he didn't suffer that concussion, what how he would have played into this match? Because mm. they were another guy they seemed to be very much behind. Yeah, that yes, great yeah. match with Phoenix and the six man tag we mentioned earlier. Whether they were going to be pushing him as kind of like a bit of a face of the X division, like maybe as a next contender for Brian Cage, mm. um, who won the title later in the night. So it'd be interesting to see, and it's going to be now interesting to see where Johnny, uh, Johnny Storm, I need to call him for a second. I'm going really old school, just, English, British FWA. Let's call him John Morrison. Let's just John go with Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, Isn't... not the FWA wrestler. This is uh, Johnny Nitro, aka John Morrison, aka Johnny Impact, aka Johnny Mundo. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Johnny. Yes, Johnny One. So where Johnny's going to go from here? Yeah, Johnny I, Five. It's interesting. I, well, Rich Swan, I think, would be a weird, like, actually. I think because everyone was fairly serious in this match, and it was obviously just a it was just a spot fest. Rich Swan's tendency to break out into dance and do a bit more of that stuff might have actually jarred in this a little bit, yeah. like because you got they did some nice work with having these sort of dream face offs, like when they had uh, quite early in the match they got everyone out of the ring, and then uh, Johnny Nitro Mundo comes in as does Ishimuri and mm. everyone's going welcome back welcome yeah, yeah, yeah. back welcome them both back but also it's a kind of dream face off to see them two in the ring together absolutely yeah and I think with with um, Mundo, I'm just going to call him Johnny Mundo Johnny Mundo being put into the match <laughs> as well it kind of like it, it removes it from being an X Division four way into because he's a world title guy yes, unless yeah. of course you're moving Nitro unless you're moving what, Johnny into... we need to come up with some sort of uh, portmanteau of the entire thing like Morrison Mundo Nitro Impact let us know in the yeah, comments what we work, should be calling work out what it is <laughs> whether they're going to be moving him into the X Division or whether it was just like putting a heavyweight in there a heavyweight mm. so to speak into this match but I thought it was really really fun really fun opening four way we then got Tessa Blanchard versus Ali uh, so this is kind of a bit of a showcase match for, for Tessa Blanchard really mm. their latest signee they've got I think they got a lot of high hopes for, for Tessa, you know, because she is someone, I suppose, in the eye of Impact fans mm. as well. She is someone who has chosen Impact over NXT because she did do a couple of like one shot deals with yeah, NXT. She did, yeah. But she has chosen to work with Impact Wrestling rather 
then you know pursue further deals with them and she <coughs> signed with them for you know i think it's an extended contract i think it's like a year maybe two years or so so she's gonna be there for the long haul mm. so maybe she could be the next contender for for sue young but this was um i mean it, it was a, a match but it was lower down the card good stuff though yeah but definitely there to put tessa over yes. and also potentially move ali on i don't know well that's but... it because there's been lots of rumors that ali is not sticking around mm. so she asked for her release while she was still knockouts champion mm. and i think she it was really awkward actually because she won the belt and then asked for a release and they were like oh we've just given you the belt yeah um do you not want do you not want to stay there yeah. <laughs> sure. sure so i don't it's know really, a promotion i don't know where ali sits at the moment um, mm. With go, like if she's going to go across to WWE, she wasn't part of the tryouts or anything like that. But whether she's sticking around with Impact, mm. who knows? But this very much was like using an established name in the women's division, like Ali, to put over Tessa. You know, smart move. Then we got the ECW um, uh, kendo stick. You know, basically, remember an ECW match? We had one of those here in 2018 because that's what. And, and I, I'm, still exists. I've, I feel like I'm not trying to sound down on this either. This is why you hire Tommy Dreamer. This is why yeah. you bring in Tommy Dreamer for your shows. You're like, oh, we really want an like an ECW match on this show. Who could we call Tommy Dreamer? Who's good at chucking bins around? Yeah, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Who's good with the kendo stick? It's Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah, just get. He's the one who's in the best shape out of that lot. Still, <laughs> sort of. So yeah. And, he, and the, definitely of. one of my notes is he looks like he looks like crap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. Um, he's having. And having more donuts than wrestling matches, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he's been scooping up with a kendo stick. <laughs> That's what it's for—the little hole. It's like a, a Homer Simpson with the donut machine, <laughs> yeah. just throwing them in, <laughs> tipping the kendo stick up so they all fall down. Um, but this was very much an ECW match, including ECW chance mm-hmm. uh, in the match as well. Uh, very, a- very fervent ECW, the zeal- absolute zealotry for ECW in the crowd that <laughs> night. <laughs> ah, he's so dubbed. Well, there was a, a lot guy of camera in... shots of just people going, ah! There was a guy in the front row, we might have been like two rows back, who was holding up an ECW championship belt, like a was replica ECW championship. And I'm like, well, I wonder what... He knew face... what match he came for, didn't he? He knew <laughs> just... what he was going for. But that's it, you know, and it works. That's why you put a guy like Tommy Dreamer on the card. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was good, though. You know, it, it, it was a typical Tommy Dreamer ECW match, but they were trying to tell this story with Eddie Edwards because mm. there's been this, you know, he was working with Eddie, but then, like, they used to have been... You know, against each other mm. after the last show, I think, which I think was Redemption. They did this incredible angle with him and Sammy Callahan, and it, Sammy Callahan's really been this sort of destructive force through Impact. Where mm. not only is he going after Pentagon later in the match, he's got this cross-through storyline with Eddie and Tommy, and that's kind of what I really like about Impact at the moment. They've got all these sort of crossing-over storylines, so that was good stuff. Uh, then we got Matt Seidel versus Brian Cage for the X Division Championship. Brian Cage is a big, big lad. He's he's gigantic. He's they were saying, oh, that, obviously it's just commentary, but they're saying like he's put on like an extra twenty pounds with this match. It's like, why? <laughs> he's it, already the biggest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, except he, the Rock, maybe. I was but like, say, yeah. Know, and that's the Rock post wrestling. He's the biggest wrestler I've ever seen. I'm sure, like, just in terms of just wide, sheer yeah. wideness. Other wrestlers just orbit him. Yeah, like, that's they, it. They, that's actually what <laughs> they essentially do. They collapse around him like like stars, but more or less they just orbit around. If he him. moves to the wrong side of the ring, it actually just gets torn up in his. <laughs> <laughs> Tidal waves happen yeah, on the other side yeah. of the world. This was—I thought this was a really good. I—I I, I enjoy Matt Seidel's whole gimmick and you know the sort of new agey third eye stuff. And he's saying in this, he's like, you know, everyone's saying that Brian Cage is going to win this because he looks like Brian Cage. He's like, but I've got my third eye open and I can see this way to victory. Yeah. Well, it didn't work, mate. But you know, <laughs> like your third eye like, sucks. Yeah, your third eye absolutely sucks. You need to go. <laughs> should have gone to Specsavers. <laughs> he should have got what he should get is the Velveteen Dreams glasses. 
because they've got a third eye. Exactly, yeah. That's Although that's, that's not really worked out for him either. No, he keeps losing, <laughs> he keeps as, losing as, well. as well. He is on a massive losing streak. Bless his heart. Um, but uh, it's just... I can't believe that they managed to make this match work, really. In that. Yeah. Like, they, they did so many clever bits of... You know, like, Brian Cage still managed to look, come out looking dominant and strong, but Seidel managed to look like he was wily and clever, and there were all these, like, smart little bits. There were amazing reversals from both of them of each other's sort of signature moves. Yeah. It was really cool. The, the, one of my favourite bits was a bit... There's a bit where Seidel jumps off the top rope. I don't know what move you're going for if you're doing that straight into what is... This, he Then he gets caught in a suplex, and it looks like uh, Cage is going to go for the drill claw at that yeah. point. But it's... Oh, like to be yeah, able to just go. Yeah. Oh, I've just got that man now. Just caught you, mate. Imagine being able to just do that. Like I'm just holding a whole man. I've just caught him <laughs> out of the air. <laughs> so this was really interesting, and as you say, like they were doing this strength versus speed thing, and perhaps that might be my only complaint I have about this show is that mm. when you had the the fifty one fifty street fight, and then you follow that up again with mm. like the gruesome hair versus mask match when early in the night. Excuse me. You also had the ECW match there. It's almost a bit of like similarities with those. And then this match was kind of structured the same way as the Aries Moose match was, which yeah. is the speed versus strength. Well, and a little bit like the and that was, and also a little bit like LAX versus the OGs because LAX are the nimbler and the OG guys are much bigger. So it, yeah, they, yeah. There was a, there was also watching it. There did feel like a lot of the same beats being hit. And the commentary struggled to say something new, and they—I think—they ended up saying a lot of the same sort of thing. Like they—I'm pretty sure they said the same thing about Moose and Aries, but with saying didn't. like he's put on twenty more pounds and he's trimmed down for this match. It's like <laughs> yeah, exactly, sure he has. Yeah, but as a credit to Impact Wrestling, not every match was the same, which no. is you know our most common complaint with WWE pay-per-views, like Extreme Rules. Regardless of the stipulation they had around it, mm. most matches were structured exactly the same. You tune into Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> All the matches are structured exactly the same. Although Problem there is were, they are the same matches. Well, yeah. <laughs> WWE is although there was a, again. Although there were similarities in here, the fifty-one-fifty street fight was completely different to the main event. The mask mm. versus hair match was different to the main event. Well, yeah. like, and you know, even the the Sue Young and Madison Rain match didn't feel like the Tessa Blanchard Alley match. There was a lot no. of variety, but there wasn't a lot of variety. But there was at least some variety. Well, you would imagine because yeah, you would imagine like in a in a scenario where you're going, well, these matches are all going to be fairly extreme. You know, people would end up doing similar spots of like we. Well, Using some chairs, we're using nothing, we're using nothing. Everyone sort of picked their own weapon. Yes. And it was like, we're just working with these few things. Yeah. You guys work with that. You guys, you know, there wasn't tables and everything. There wasn't, it wasn't all ladders. It wasn't all tables. It wasn't all chairs. It was actually being quite inventive and That's bringing actually, in new different yeah. bits and bobs. That's very true. Yeah. Because the 5150 Street Fighter was really built around ladders and tables. Yeah. Whereas the uh, hair versus mask match was built around chairs and spikes. Here's <laughs> me for on a spike. The worst, the worst <laughs> oh, thing of all time. Well, we'll come on to that. Sue Young uh, (laughs) retained her knockouts championship against Madison Rain using the mandible claw. I liked Sue Young's Mm. gimmick. The gross choke, as it should be called. (laughs) The gross choke. choke. Uh, And then she, like, buried her. Well, not buried her, but they put her in a coffin. And Mm. then she sort of stood up on top of it. I like the the undead bridesmaids around her. I think that's quite a cool visual. I don't know why they put her in a coffin at the end. Because that's the coffin she came out in. So how's she getting home? (laughs) How's she getting back to the graveyard? (laughs) (laughs) Very true, uh, but it was it was you know, some good stuff in there. And then we got uh, the, the the tag team title match. This was the match. I'll be honest. I was most looking forward to on this mm. card because I'm an old school TNA fan, and my favorite thing, or one of my favorite things about old school TNA, was LAX. Mm. Loved Homicide and Hernandez. I was such a mark for them. 
And when I have had a bit of a break from watching Impact Wrestling, and when I got back into it, one of the first things I saw was that Conan had brought in this new version of LAX with Santana and Ortiz. Mm. My instant reaction was like, it's not Homer Side and Hernandez, though, is it? I dislike no, this immediately. No, I dislike it. It's different, isn't it? You make changes. I don't like change. I do not like change. But these two are very, very good. They and I was good. very quickly turned around onto this and be like, oh no, they're excellent. Like yeah. they are really, really good. Well it's almost as if it's almost as if the choice was very smart to bring in people who are good to do <laughs> to bring back an old gimmick. It, it's something uh, yeah, again, is another market difference from WWE where you'd be like, Oh, you've just given them a t shirt and said yep. they're, they're them now. You, like, this is you guys now. <laughs> yeah. Rather than actually going, Oh, well these guys will actually win over the crowd by yeah. being good at what they do. And on that topic of like different presentation as well mm. this opening video package that like hyped up this match not only did it not feel like you know every other wwe video package you've ever seen it didn't feel like the same video pack or you know a same similar video package on this show no like, they, it had very, its they own, went for different aesthetics on yeah it really had its own taste its own flavor and i loved it i loved it so much because it's all about like conan talking about me familiar and you know these mm. guys stabbed me in the back you put a head out on me you know posing them up to the baby faces and here come the original lax the ogs and they're coming in and be like no mate we're gonna take over we're taking mm. back lax live and die in lax and it's like it's them walking down these streets in like their homes areas and it was just really cool the music was excellent i mean my first note i've got here and we the three of us talked about this when we were watching the show earlier is that this is the most personal tag team match but like okay wwe haven't had a tag team feud that's felt this important no in quite some time and I was trying to think back when a tag team feud has felt really, like, to the point where it's so important, it's third from the top of the card. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like the New Day's Usos had that towards the end, but it didn't start with that. No. And it, it built that through the matches that they were having. And it, and almost... It almost uh, happened by accident. Well, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I think that the actual gravitas of that story was accidental based on the fact that WWE missold it and put it on the pre-show yeah. a couple of times and everyone was like that was the best match tonight you idiots and <laughs> yeah. they were like so actually the, actually, really the feud was those two tag teams versus WWE not yes. not against each other but yeah that's the closest I would feel like where you felt like oh it matters who wins this now any of this anything that's happened like I mean Raw's tag team division is a shock horror fest of just yeah. it's a what, shambles what's even going on like why why are the revival not at the top what, Question what, number one: Where, where is AOP? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, like, they're then, here now, eventually. But you know, on, on SmackDown, and actually, someone pointed this out to me recently because they're doing this tag team title tournament to crown new. Oh, that was just going to fall down. Oh, they're going to crown new number one contenders through this four-team tag team tournament, mm. and it features the New Day, who Bludgeon Brothers have already beaten, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. It features the Bar, who haven't been on TV for a long time, and it features the Usos, who the Bludgeon Brothers have already beat a lot, mm. and Sanity, who haven't had the best start. So actually, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I'm not actually that interested in anything, and that's no. not any of the fault of the guys. It's just that they've all been positioned as just like these are lads on the roster, yeah, and they're going to have a match against the Bludgeon Brothers. Well, we sh- we struggle with it as well. Like the, the problem with doing, you know, you feel like Sanity is probably the choice here, and I was saying this before Sanity ever came up was. They've got the same gimmick as the Bludgeon Brothers, is that they're a dominant, chaotic, do what they want kind of thing. So, like, them against Bludgeon Brothers is like, well, who's going to jump on who first? It's yeah, like, exactly. What will happen is nothing because they'll all be waiting around corners <laughs> for each other. No one's walking, everyone's just hiding. Yeah. And I think, as well, the other side of that, that tag team tournament could work if we were invested in the Bludgeon Brothers as champions. But because mm. since they've won the belt, they've done nothing. 
No. It's hard to get invested in another team trying to get the belts off of them. And that's what you want from a dominant force, is you want to, yeah. see, uh, as a heel dominant force, you want to see the baby faces get those belts off them, get them off the big bullies. Well, they need to be more destructive. That's the thing. It's like they, they, were, they, were, so destruct- they were so dominant and destructive in the run to getting the titles, and then they stopped, and then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So now they don't really, they show up at the end of people's matches and have stare downs. It's like, that doesn't feel very bludgeon brothery. But let's talk about yeah, this go back to, Let's go back to Impact. Well, yeah, we kind of got <laughs> sidetracked there, but that's kind of, it's how good this was, is that it makes me just like really get annoyed at the tag team scene within, you know, not just WWE, but other promotions as well. I really, really well, like this. Kind of, I always feel like second fiddle belts and here that it felt like this actually mattered. So this, much, yeah. The belts actually happened to be the icing rather than the, this wasn't the whole feud. The, you know, it wasn't yeah. just like, we want those. It wasn't like the Commodore to suffer fight. It was, you know, we've got some stuff to settle, but I'll have those as well. Thank you. Just, exactly. Just, yeah. just to humiliate you further. And if, I think they actually said this on commentary that for for OGs, this isn't about the belts. No. It's just about getting back at, at LAX. And they kind of put over that, like, that Homicide and Hernandez felt disrespected because Conan brought back the LAX gimmick, but didn't bring them. Although I think Homicide was in the original lineup when he brought back LAX. He mm. just wasn't, you know, he wasn't wrestling with them. So there you got this, and then outside it with King, who's mm. put this head out on Conan. And this was, holy heckins, like this match started out and it was just madness galore. You know, mm. Tornado Rules, which works perfectly for this kind of match. And it was just absolutely chaos. chaos. You had uh, LA, uh, OGs <laughs> rather, coming out like from the old style 5150 entrance, like they used to do back in the old excuse me, the old days of TNA, and then you had LAX come out from the crowd with all these sirens blaring and stuff, and Conan was with them, they just like this awesome force, and then it is just chaos from the start, like, Hernandez just tried the border toss within the first 30 seconds of the matchup, yeah, and, yeah. and then LAX just ran wild, and then like, before, you blink and you miss it, because I'm, you know, we're writing notes while watching this, before I'd even finish writing down LAX run wild, a thousand tables had been set up around ringside under yeah, the ring, I was like, yeah. where did all these tables come from? There was a great bit where they just, they just leathered each other with bin lids, for ages yeah. like, just like, <laughs> yeah. have that have it have and it, then have uh, there was there was a bit they brought out Drano which I'm assuming is bleach yes uh, and then that was wafted around for a they, bit they did they tea setting him on fire yeah. like because the crowd yeah the crowd were going we want fire what? and it's like what <laughs> this match is barely two like, minutes old so this match has started because someone put a hit on somebody else <laughs> and now you're giving them the ability to put each other on fire <laughs> There was, I didn't... feel impact isn't very safe. I, <laughs> I just get the feeling that. Oh well, yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. <laughs> so they did this spot where Ortiz and Homicide are in the corner, mm. and they're kind of sort of like huddled over. And then the idea was Santana was going to climb up on top of them and then dive off onto Hernandez, who would catch them and then do a move. And you look, like, I'm Hernandez, and I'm big and I'm impressive. But it took so long for Santana to climb up that Hernandez was just in a ring, almost like in an old school, you know, the old wrestling games where you punch someone and they're like knocked down. You just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like wobbling on your feet. Um, so it didn't, that didn't quite work. He was rolling the controller internally. Exactly, like. yeah. But they did a, a really creative ladder spot. They laid this ladder down, they laid Hernandez down on it, and then did lots of like, you know, big flip dives on it, including oh, one cool. where he did a springboard moonsault while screaming F you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote that too. Really I, I was like, that's brilliant. He just goes, F you! Really, really made me laugh. And then, oh the man. The somersault plancher through the table. Yes, that was... I was about to say, it's like the suicide roll through yeah, it. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It, it looked like he teleported through the ropes. That's yeah. how like smooth it was in like the movement. Absolutely Santana's awesome. got some uh, incredible. I keep calling it Santana, as in yeah. like Carlos Santana. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, player with some really nice yeah, guitar he's, licks. He's smooth and he's got a really nice super kick. Uh, is what I was actually going to. Yeah, 
But the the level of obviously thigh slap going on there is insane. It's insane. He's, getting, he's getting some great noise off that. Yeah, and then we get um, the, basically this is where we go table and mania. As you said, we had the suicide roll through the table. Then we had a, di- a death valley driver through a table by Ortiz on homicide, and then a border toss through the table as well. But then Santana hits possibly the biggest cannonball in the corner I've ever seen in my life. Like he nearly flew over the yeah. like the the turnbuckles. It he was just sort massive. of went, watch your face. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this Conan then gets involved here. We get to the the finish. What a finish this was as well. Conan gets on the ring apron and he starts like screaming at Homicide. Homicide spits in his face, but behind his back, Santana is setting up thumbtacks. He get, like opens chuck- up his well, back. so Conan's chucked in a little, chucks in the little bag, yes. doesn't he? As as uh, Homicide turns around, he's yeah. And he, so, him in. Yeah, so he's like got all these thumbtacks down. But this is where I thought this was a wonderful, crazy spot because it made me go, feel a bit sick. Yeah. Turns around, and he just throws some of the thumbtacks at his face, which I thought was awesome. Like yeah. that was really cool because, like, yeah, this feels like a street fight. This feels like a down and dirty, grimy, yeah. gritty street fight. And he throws them into it, hits a body splash and a big splash off the top for the win. I loved that finish. There's yeah. blood everywhere. That's awful. Like there's yeah. just blood absolutely everywhere. Uh, but then we. It the- is tetanus central. <laughs> let me tell you. Then we've got the post-match in which the OGs beat down Conan um, and they got the slapjack to the back of him, which was Conan's favourite weapon. It was his weapon of choice. And then they defaced the belts. They yeah. did the tag teams and they sprayed OG on the belts. And they left with them. And they left with them. They, and they, Josh Madison goes like, they don't belong to you. They yeah. aren't yours. But I enjoy the idea, like, because I enjoy the idea that there's going to be follow-through on that as well. Like, you know, they might just keep them. Yeah. Because, again, like, not to always bring this back to WWE, but... Nikki Cross took the belt off Shayna Baszler. She gave it back. And she, yeah, at some point she gave it back in the week that it was unsaid. You know, like, yeah. it wasn't like she just ran off with it forever. <laughs> this, I feel like they might just keep them. I'd like to see them, like, so I feel this is going to build towards Bound for Glory, which they announced is going to be in New York this mm. year. Great market for them, really. So I'd like to see them do a big blow off match at, at, uh, at, Bound for Glory. Yeah, you got to wonder just to win those titles, just to win those defaced belts back. You'd be like, you could just have them now. We'll get new ones. But you got to ruin these. Yeah, you ruined, you've spoilt them now. <laughs> but um, man, yeah, you got to wonder though if they are building to another match. I mean, where do you go from here? Yeah, it almost felt like the blow-off match to this feud. Yeah, no, because it was it, carnage. I, I don't know. I guess it's one of those. It's one of those. Just hopefully, there's there is some level of escalation here that they yeah. can work out what it will be you know I, yeah. I, I just I don't know like it, it feels like um, the Gargano Champa feud if that continues like what, where do you go like this is the yeah. end like and it's you know they're saying there's going to be a three way match potentially a takeover in that scenario with them two again mm. so it's like but why yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like everything has been said everything has been done now yeah. I don't I couldn't imagine what you would do here unless you bring in unless it's six man yeah, unless you, yeah, you could turn into a six man where the Conan wants to actually step in the ring again, I suppose. Well, exactly, but yeah. but the, the other side of this, well, like, there used to be the old joke in TNA that you would start with a gimmick match and then work your way to a standard tag match. Maybe that's what they're going to do. They're just going to have a regular old tag match. They're going to go really old school with mm. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So coming up next, we had uh, the mask versus hair match between Sammy Callahan of the draw, the death machine, Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon Jr. Um, Not Cal- to be confused with the machine, Brian no. Cage. Who's just? He's a regular one. Callahan is a death one. Yeah. I, if, if I want to work with any machinery, I'm going to work with Brian Cage's machinery because he's just a standard machine. Yeah, and not the death one. Not the death. If you one. turn the death one on, death comes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the last thing we need really in the workplace. <laughs> oh, oh we turned on impact the death. again. So dangerous. <laughs> turned on the death machine. <laughs> Callahan had a promo before this, and again, doesn't look like anyone else's promos. It's like it's filmed on this OVE camera, and it's all staticky, and it's just like right. It up just in, keeps leaning in and out, leaning in. Like the whole, his face fills the screen. Well, he's George, doing crash zooms himself. Yeah, is what he's doing. He's <laughs> ro- he's rocking forward on a crash zoom. Nice. <laughs> and man, if you're watching this on a big screen, you've just got this yeah. massive Sammy yeah. face. Um, and then they had he's another. He's really good at promos, though. It's really good. Yeah, and they had a really good video package to hype up this match. Um, it was weird as well because like. So the start of this match, you've got Sammy Callahan there, you've got mm. Pentagon Jr., they've made their big entrances, and this feels like a real big blood feud. The first thing the commentators talk about for quite some time is Callahan's tweets to Chris Jericho. And, oh, and, yeah, and, and really like, setting up this little bit. Yeah, and, and like the fact that they're doing Impact versus ROH on Jericho's mm. cruise and how he's going to be facing Mighty Skull. And it always felt like, well, we need to get our plug in quickly. Let's, yeah, let's well. get all this out. Because literally, Callahan goes, but that's that match. Here we got this match. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> Boy, is it a doozy. And boy, is it a doozy. Yeah, well, so we'll try not to go through this spot by no. spot because That's it is... Insane. Well, it's, it's, it, this, this felt like a good payoff because I, th- I felt some bits of the build to this have been a bit cheesy. You know, like, it, I like the, the ripping the, like ripping masks off luchas into it. Yeah. As someone who's recently done it. <laughs> <laughs> like, quite fun. Yeah. Uh, like, um, but then all the sort of pretending to be each other kind of thing i i do think that some of that video not the video package from this build bit but the one from the week before i think it was this week's impact where mm. uh callahan is tied up to a chair dressed as pentagon and the ov come in accidentally beat him up for a bit and he's like oh just untie me and then pentagon does this 
he rises like up. Like B movie horror uh-huh. rise while while doing his spooky eyes and going yeah, and then and then beats them all up and it's just a bit like this. That felt a little bit too far. Yeah. But then when you see them in the ring, you're like, okay, this com- this completely works. It just didn't need to quite go. I just I feel like when you same with the he put a hit out on me thing. It just, you tipping it too far into like yeah, ki- actual kidnap. <laughs> Not a fan of kidnap. Actual kidnap and. Yeah, like hits is going yeah. like you've gone way too far here from like yeah you would ever believe that a wrestling match would solve this. I feel like you could still do it for like my family, blah 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 blah. You stole our name, like, all this, all this kind of like respect and credibility would work for the LAX thing. Same here, just like he's just a nasty guy and he just wants the mask. Exactly, he's a yeah. Douche. Keep it simple. Keep yeah. it, and he is an he's an incredible heel, really. Um, so we got some incredible like they just start slapping each other so hard. Lots of stiff chair shots. Mm. Sammy starts throwing in chairs. This is how much I like Sammy as a heel as well. Sammy Callahan starts throwing in chairs into the ring and he throws one chair. He throws two chairs. He throws, throws three chairs. And the crowd chant, "One more chair. One more chair." And if he got another chair out, that would get a babyface reaction. Mm. So he just goes under the ring and he pulls out the middle finger and just flips the bird off to everyone. <laughs> yeah, and, then and, then wander, <laughs> and then wanders and goes and finds the key item to this entire match, which yeah, was the railroad spike. two railroad spikes. But I just love that because that's a great heel move. And it, yeah. he needed to go out and get a chair later on. So he did plan on getting four chairs at that point. But because the crowd asked for chairs, he was he like, went, no, no, I'm not giving it to you because that would be a baby face <laughs> thing to do. And when he didn't get the chair, everyone booed him. I thought it worked really, really great. But yes, there we get to this. Right. So they then get these railroad spikes out. And essentially, they just start stabbing each other with these railroad spikes. And it is just, it's gruesome. It's yep. gruesome. Like, like, like driving it into each other's heads. And it kind of switches around. And then Callahan starts getting stabbed in the head. But Pentagon Jr. So Pentagon gets the railroad spike. And he places it on Sam Callahan's head. And he has this idea. I'm going to get the other one. And I'm going to knock it. Because it's going to make a really wicked sound. And it does. It makes like this big old sound that echoes around the arena. Tink. And it'll sound like yeah, big tink, big tink sound, mm. and it will sound gross, and it will sound brilliant. Big tink sound was a Fat Boy Slim album, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's the difficult second album, <laughs> and he goes to do the tink, but he misses. Like someone trying to do DIY for the first time, and they haven't quite lined up where the nail is, and he misses, and he just hits him in the head, and like they start to sell it. He's like, "Ow, you just hit me!" Yeah, with the other end of the railroad spike. So that was fine. Then he tried to do it with a baseball bat. He gets the baseball bat out, tries to do the little tink, misses the tink, and just hits him in there with a baseball bat. Ah! The problem is he can't really... Yeah, the problem is that's not the spot, so he doesn't really... He tries as hard as possible not to properly react because he needs to save it for the bit where the noise happens. Yeah. Because the noise is always the safe bit where he's holding the end of it in his hand. He just dinks the end and it just makes a noise. But instead he's he's actually just whipped him in the head and he's had to go... Dink. Ah! That one was so much worse. <laughs> it really made me laugh. But at this point, like Callahan is absolutely just like just pissing blood. Like yeah. out of his forehead looks really gross. I think with Pentagon because he's got the mask and they teared it open so you could have like a bit of blood coming down. Mm. But his blood never looked quite impressive because he's still got the all over face mask. Yeah. But it really. Well, he's also worked. got red accents on bits yeah, of his which, mask, which, which doesn't, doesn't help. help no. But Callahan looked awesome. Like with yeah. the blood pouring down from his stuff, and it just shows you how much blood really can help a wrestling match. Yeah, like well, and then Callahan also, he's like, apart from obviously when you get bloody, there's not really much you can do about it anyway, but in this scenario, he is not afraid to look disgusting. Oh, absolutely. At yeah. any, so there's a brilliant bit at the end which we'll get onto, but there was a bit as well in the middle of the match where 
I can't remember what happens, but he's celebrating or frustrated, and he leans out of the ropes and snot and spit and bile is just coming out of his face. He's just going, and it's like, yeah, he is. It's a gross man. Yeah, but he's he's so good. Yeah, he's so good at being like the disgusting heel. Yeah, but he plays all the regular sort of normal heel stuff, and then as he starts to lose it. He goes full lose it. Like Absolutely, it's really, yeah. really good. It's really, really great stuff. Um, and then they they both stand up and they start doing a hockey fight, but with the spikes, which was a really, really nice visual. Then we got to the bit which I, I again, I'm not really keen on this because uh, OVE run out and Pentagon Junior stops them with unprotected chair shots. Mm. And like I, I get it, right? I get you're doing this ECW thing. I get that you're doing this violence and you're doing this gritty you know bloody mm. match and it's all over the show and it's carnage and everything but i mean unprotected chair shots in 2018 just look ridiculous yeah. it just looks stupid because well, it's a we... shame as well because they were also in they both also had arms in slings because he'd apparently broken their arms so it's not even like they if they wanted to chuck a hand up they could yeah, <laughs> like, you exactly. know I just, I just think it's it's such a silly thing to do knowing what we know mm. about unprotected chair shots and the damage that has been done to people through unprotected chair shots I just think it's so silly to do it. In I, don't, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it adds enough. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't add enough to be worth the risk at all. That's exactly. Well, it. considering that Rich Swan missed this show because of a concussion. Yeah, and obviously not from a chair shot, from a from a, a bad bump. I think, mm. but you know that. But it's that's not like, that's yeah. like he can't work now for a bit. Yeah. So concussions and why would you do? Why would you do something linked. that's basically guaranteed to do it? Like I'm just gonna knock you around the head with this yeah for the for the point of what he could have just because it also the run-in was pointless at this point <laughs> yeah. the, if the run-in is them they just get on the right because they don't even distract him no he turns around handily deals with both of them and then is back on the offense it's the, the i don't even but i don't think from memory the the actual tide of the it, match it switches lose, at that it point. turns into him using the powder so oh, like the distraction yes, leads yes. to the to the powder, to the powder spot. spot, but you didn't but, need yeah. the distraction in order for the powder spot to to come out. Well, they they could have come down and just chucked the powder in. Yes, or just not done unprotected chair shots because I just yeah. think that well, I could just knocked them off the apron, yeah, exactly, with drop yeah. kick or yeah, totally. It's not just like push them with the chair. <laughs> it's not like I would watch this match and be like, "Well, I'm so glad they did those unprotected chair yeah. shots." That really added. That was the extra bit of salt and pepper that yeah, this match this, needed. <laughs> to this blood soup that we've made. But Sammy throws uh, the powder and he blinds Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. can't see. And he grabs the ref and he does his arm breaker spot to the ref. Which Well, so the ref grabs him, doesn't he? And then, yeah. So he reacts thinking it's Callahan. Yeah. Lays out the referee, which is a bit lame. I think at that point I was like, Nye. And yeah. then, yeah. And then he knows where he is on the floor, gets down and goes for the arm breaker, which he's already set up in the match before. Oh, yeah, yeah. But didn't hit. Uh, and then, yeah. The referees are. I did love the crowd going chanting "You effed up." Yeah, <laughs> that was really great because he then hits the uh, the Pentagon driver, but the referee can't count. A, he's in pain. B, he's got no arm, mate. Yeah, he's, he's rolling broken. around in the corner doing this, and then Pentagon gets up and goes to him. It's like you didn't count. Come on, mate. And he rolls over onto his arm. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sammy hits a, a package pile driver of his own, <laughs> handed down to him by Cactus Jack. But onto again, the, a chair. onto a chair. But again, the referee is is out. And then that's when he gets the four chairs, and he stacks up these four chairs, and they both get up on top of the chairs, and it looks like he's going to do the package pile driver again, but he doesn't. Instead, Pentagon does the package pile driver onto the chair. I screamed effing hell at the screen. Yeah, because it, it was a gross-looking spot. It was spot. horrible. Horrible, yeah. but you know, it was a cool visual, and it wasn't the finish. No, and it really should have been the finish because mm. 
it kicks out, Sammy kicks out after that, and the crowd pops huge that because, is, they, is, I because mean, that everyone good, thought it was the finish. It was a good kick out. Yeah. But it, I felt that the crowd then died down after the match because everyone reacted to that big spot. Yes. Because then it's just Pentagon hitting a couple of super kicks and another pile driver, and then he wins. We nails him with the arm breaker after. Yeah, and then that's the fear factor, and then um, then it's all over. Yeah, uh, but I I just think the chair spot was that was the finish of the match for me. It was because well, also it that four is, moves that, too that, long. That package pile driver is one of. Pentagon's finishes, is it? Yeah, it's is it not. So like, yeah, it's, it, like, the, it's it, like the Pentagon driver. It's different. Yeah. It's different to the Pentagon driver. No, but, it's like, but that one's he calls that one the Fear Factor, I believe. But it just, it, I just thought it was a much cooler visual to end the match on with this big old chair spot. Yes, yeah. The kick out was cool, but then it's five moves too late. Well, it's, it's five moves. Yeah, too then many. you move down the line to see this. But you ending, they ended on the same move, so it just feels a bit. Yeah, it's That's a bit it, like yeah. you might as well have just done it there. Yeah, exactly. And afterwards, uh, the Chris then pull. Uh, Sammy Callahan, where they start attacking Pentagon Jr. because he's trying to shave his head and, st- and they stop him. And then Sammy's trying to run away, but Phoenix comes out from the back and he stops. <laughs> and they have a bit of a, a brawl. And then they shave Sammy Callahan on the st- on the ramp. Really cool visual. And to your point earlier, you were saying that Sammy sold this incredibly <laughs> well. Like he, he managed like, to do crying and being upset, but in a non sympathetic way. That's it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that's what Ollie Davis was saying when we were reviewing this. He was mm. like, it's, he is crying. And you said the same thing. But it's not... You know, you go like, oh, man, he's crying. I feel That's really it, yeah, bad for him. Yeah. You're like, good. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're crying. I'm glad you're feeling this pain as a heel because you've been such a dick. Mm. And that's, I think Sammy Callahan's a very, very good heel. There's he a really is, good bit where the crowd starts chanting, and his beard, <laughs> and he just goes, no! <laughs> I've been, I am fully willing to admit, and I'm going to have some of the humble pie that Ollie Davis has been snacking into as, a lot, as of late, but I'm turning a corner on Sammy Callahan. He really, he's worked me over the, over the past, mm. um, where I've not been that keen on him, but I do think that, I think some of the things he said I don't think was a work, but some of the things he said that I disagreed with very much worked me. Mm. And I think he's done a great job with that. And, you know, full credit to him. So then we got our main event, which was Austin Aries versus Moose for the Impact World Championship. And this was very similar to the Matt Seidel Brian Cage match in the Austin Aries is small and the other guy is not. He, he big man. He is a big boy and he does big some... Big old moose. And he does some big old moves to the he little does, old Austin Aries. Yeah. There's lots of power moves in this but I actually really I really enjoyed this match. I thought this was a really good main event. Um, it was a lot of Aries sort of like using his wily tactics. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was an interesting one in that, in that regard because I think they did a lot of the kind of small guy versus big guy but then there are impressive feats of both athletic, like athleticism from Moose and strength from Ares in this. Like, Ares gets him up for a brain buster. No trouble. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Moose hits a... Well, Moose does a, a kip-up. <laughs> yep. And then the, and the commentators point out he's 299 pounds. <laughs> like, that's a lot That's a lot of weight to shift. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And Moose's, like, spears, a roll-through spear. That's so cool. Yeah, The, the really running, is. leaping kick that he does on the corner. Like, there's so much good stuff in this match. And... You made the point earlier when it's about Brian Cage, and when although Matt Seidel is kind of like you know he's on the same level as him, mm. but doesn't damage him because he's been beaten up by a smaller guy. No, and the same thing happened here. Moose came out of this still looking credible. Yeah, as a big <clears> guy, it's just on this day Aries won, and Aries had to use a lot of cheating tactics in order to get it. But it wasn't like oh Aries had to cheat to win. No. Aries was able to win on his own of his own accord anyway. Yeah, he did do a little bit of cheating. He did a little, a little bit of cheating. A little low blow in but there somewhere. But it wasn't, somewhere, it wasn't yeah. like he, requ- <laughs> he was required to cheat. No, it wasn't like he, he didn't cheat to get the victory. There was yeah. cheating along the way. Cheating along the way. Cheating along the way. So. Yeah. And Moose looked really good coming out of this I do well. feel like, yeah, I feel like it's almost a shame though because I do... 
it did feel like it should have been Moose. There was a the point, way it was yeah. built, like because the opening package of the show of the whole of Slammiversary made a really big deal about it and like played into the whole former NFL star, all that kind of stuff. You know, like there was a lot in this of of building him like he was going to be, and there was actually there wasn't a lot of the opposite build of Ares being like I'm I'm a I'm a heel, whatever. He was he was just the champion, you know, like yeah. in this scenario. And yeah, so if it did feel like it was Moose's sort of Cinderella story to be told here. Yeah. And then yeah, I feel like that sort of made the ending a little flat. Yeah, Only I would agree it was with such that. a normal it was such a normal victory for Austin Aries and it should have almost been extraordinary. Yeah, I, I can completely agree with that. And it almost like rings uh, memories of Monty Brown in uh, mm. in the original TNA. And he was actually a very similar story. He was a former NFL player. He was mm. a guy they were very, very high on. They really wanted to push to the moon. But every time they put him into that position, Jarrett always beat him. Yeah. And after a while, the crowd stopped caring. Yeah, it was, I think <clears throat> it's almost the reverse of the AJ Shinsuke kind of deal where, you know, AJ kept just sort of overcoming Shinsuke. And yeah. it, was, it, it became a bit flat at the end. And it kind of, you know, until Shinsuke got the US title felt like it could have been the death knell of his yeah his heat and his push it was, it was that kind out, yeah. of you know it, it feels like that and this you know i don't know necessarily whether moose will be able to bounce back from this exact finish because mm. he looked great in a match and he looked like he should have been there and he looked like he should have won and the build said he should have won the story was great it's just having such a sort of well i've done a win now <laughs> but Aries was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just made it feel like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Who's this mug then? Come from the, the tapings that they're going to do over the next couple of nights. Yeah. Where they go with Moose from here, whether they're going to keep pushing him and, you know, he's going to face Aries again at Bound for Glory. Mm. Or if he's just going to, this was just a filler match. Yeah. You know, and it was just to keep Aries busy until we get to the Bound for Glory match we'd want to get to. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. But there was some nice stuff in here for Moose, particularly, uh, actually, there was a really great spot when he was going for the spear. Mm. But Ares countered it into the last chancery. Oh, that yeah, was that was absolutely really cool. brilliant. Just deadened it and yeah, rolled. It looked really so great. Cool. And they do this fight on the apron, and, and Ares does a Death Valley driver on the apron. <clears> and they, they do this spot where it feels like Ares is going to keep going for the count out victory. He keeps like going to the ref and being like, start counting. Yes, yeah. But then he does a tope or he does a big dive or something like that to be like, he's getting up. This isn't going to work. I've got to stay yeah. on offense. And that built to the. the spot at the end when he did hit the brain buster on the outside and Moose got back in at nine mm. and he was like ah that nearly worked <laughs> damn it damn it um, and we get he to, does some good stuff in this match some Harry's. really really good stuff and this is a spot when Moose um just absolutely launches Ares into the crowd of security. Like he, he throws him into the crowd. Oh yeah, like the crowd of yes, far away, yeah. but like lands at security. But it felt like old school ECW. I, I feel like I can keep going back to this. Yeah. But that's what it felt like. It was just like throwing, like you know, the way that Bam Bam Bigler would throw little Spike Dudley, mm. you know, into the crowd of people for everyone to catch. Well, the only weird spot with that, the only weird thing with that was that he then gets back in the ring. And the ref starts counting, and then it's sort of like he realizes, "Oh, I can't win." Oh wait, I can't win the belt that way, so <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go get him. Yeah, so he goes and, and gets then him. the commentators have to point it out, and I just feel like, yeah, if you just had a like chuck him into the crowd by all means, but yeah, you gotta go get him, mate. You gotta go. Like, you're gonna have to get him straight away. <laughs> yeah. like, so uh, we get this spot at the end where Ares grabs the belt, but that's taken away from him, and Moose gets a near fall off of that, like a little cheeky roll up. But there's another bit in that roll up as well where he has to scooch. Yes, yeah, he scooch. does a little scooch. <laughs> it's like he's, he rolls in, but he rolls in too short, and he goes. Yeah. <laughs> gonna get you, get you down um, and that's a near fall for Moose but it would never felt like a real near fall like, no. it was just it, it never felt like it was going to be the end of the match it was a bit too um, 
I think the setup of it was just a little bit too slow. That, yes. that, that scooch actually did take a lot of momentum <laughs> out of it. Yeah, and I don't think the crowd ever bought it as near no. either. And which is a shame because it was actually pretty much the last thing in the match. Ares then did a soccer kick, hit the brainbuster, and won. And that was the end of it. So to your point, it did feel a bit flat at the end. Although I did really enjoy the match. Yeah, there wasn't enough shenanigans with the getting the belt. I think you know it was it was he got the belt and then the referee sort of saw him and was immediately like no. And then who who's your mate on the outside? But it does feel like this is where we were building into. Yeah the final third of the match like there's you know we're now going to start building we're going to start trading some mm. near falls and really make this feel like a big time main event but that was it actually that yeah, was they just went oh Aries wins now yeah that's that's your final spot of the match and now he's won and yeah. and off we go which is fine it which, was like it was really good it was good until that point but it's yeah. yeah it's a shame that that I think shame that that just felt like such a normal TV finish yeah rather than a you know this is a fairly big pay-per-view exactly yeah. this is um, you know in TNA standards even back when they were doing 12 pay-per-views a month this mm. was like one of their big four you know this is like yeah. it was this lockdown and bound for glory those were your big pay-per-views mm. and you know maybe uh, Genesis in January those were your big time pay-per-views so it was a shame that this didn't have a big main event finish yeah. and, uh, and also yeah and it's a shame because you know as much as I'm a proponent of the belt should be the final th- the main event should be the belt yes whatever your biggest best belt is should be the main event in this scenario, had you put Callahan versus Pentagon at the end, what an ending that yeah. would have been. Uh, rather than, yeah, unfortunately for Moose, this just sort of quite. Uh, uh, wins. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.